We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sam, listeners, Lightyear's podcast, do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Wow, that's amazing. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open up a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment and made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instinct Heart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Light Years Podcast, we are back. Andy Lou, Samus Fendiari, 10-game win streak. Does it get any better than this? Oh, man. I, you know, I was I was all excited to talk about this game, but I'm currently dealing with uh, the, the 10 Kawhi fanboys on the internet getting mad at me. There's like 7 to 8, maybe 10 of them. Listen, this is what you get because all season you've been, uh, you've been on the Kawhi is not that great train. My, my, my take is Kawhi is closer to the 10th best player than the first best player. So basically, I think he's somewhere between 6 and 10. That's my, so that's have, my aggressive take. So if you have, you have KD, LeBron, Steph, Harden, Anthony Davis, and Giannis before yeah. Kawhi. Yeah, so he's somewhere around there. I, I mean, it's the lack of playmaking is a big deal. And then what really bothers me is this like this idea that he's proven. He hasn't proven shit. He hasn't he hasn't done anything as a first option. Let's be real. He won a finals MVP basically hitting f- four threes a game. That's about it. He he took nine and a half shots a game in the finals. Can you imagine if Steph took six shots in a game and had like eight points? Because he had that in game three, which they won, or sorry, game two, which one of those, something like that. Like I he was maybe the third best spur on that 2014 team, and they gave it to him because you know, that was a balanced team and the media apparently doesn't know how to deal with non martyr ball teams. You know, like it's very, <laughs> confusing. Dollar, right? it's very confusing to them when someone's not like dribbling the ball and, and basically like, you know, <laughs> being a martyr. Um, but none of that, none of that bothers me. It just bothers me. The fact that like, here's the reality. He became a first option and the year he became like an undisputed first option. He had injuries. 
I don't even blame him for having injuries, but he didn't play in those games. You know, he didn't play in the elimination game. And he gets praised for a hot first half versus the Warriors in game one, which the Warriors hadn't played in 11 days. As that is pro- true. As proof. Are you kidding me? Proof happens in game five and six of a series when your opponent knows you. Not, you know, in the first half because you hit a bunch of buckets. So is he kind of like a much like a better offensive version of on prime Andre Godala? I mean, I don't even like that comp because Andre like Andre's Andre never pass. Andre's never averaged 20 either. He's just not wired to like like he'll have an occasional offensive game, but he's just not wired to be a scorer. Like Kawhi's a scorer. And then like you said, Andre's Andre would rather have like 10 assists than he would rather have 20 points. Kawhi would rather get 40 points than have four assists, you know? So we just watched the Bucks and Raptors game, and you said that Paul George is essentially the same player. So that's a good place, I think, framework to start this week and kind of talk about where, like, how good is OKC? Man, do we want to go to OKC or do we want to talk Warriors Celtics? Yeah, we could. It doesn't really matter. We can start with either one. Um, let's, okay. let's do Warriors Celtics and then let's let's run back into OKC. Yeah, Hawaii, so we'll get whatever. into we'll go into the West stuff later. Um, but yeah, man, that was a great Warriors Celtics game. Um, I know you like to who make are you fun rooting for? Who are you rooting for? <laughs> Be honest. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm just I'm just rooting for the sport of basketball. Uh, I I am always. I, I never understand how Jay because I watch I, to be fair I, I do watch some Celtics games not not all of them Jalen Brown sucks and every time he plays the Warriors he's out here looking like prime Kobe getting to the hole shooting step back threes Jason Tatum might get it he's pretty good like he'll he'll ball out but my goodness um, and then you've got Marcus Smart out here I I thought the Celtics hit a lot of shots I thought the Warriors didn't play their best and, game, and the but... Celtics do shoot better well everyone shoots better at home that's not a it's not a hot take. Um, that's just statistically <laughs> proven. But um, but you're right. You're going to get more of a Marcus Morris game in the garden with like a hyped crowd than you are on the road, right? Um, when I, I watched that game, I, I did I did kind of – I almost was like, shit, Sam might be right. I, I, do, I do want to see this, and I do kind of envision seeing it um, if everyone's healthy yeah, uh, so, in June. So I think the Celtics are very good and – um, but they're not they're clearly not on the Warriors level and they they show potential to maybe get there in a couple of years. Like it really depends on how good Tatum's gonna be, in my opinion. Um and we kind of differ on that. Uh but even then, I don't know that Tatum's ever gonna reach that like, you know, I mean, he's not reaching like some sort of KD uh, no, Steph no. level. The question is, do you think he can ever be as good as Paul George or Kawhi? Yeah, Paul George. Yeah, that that's the question. Yeah, I maybe. I mean, Paul George is in the ninth season, so yeah. I mean, Tatum's only in a second, so you never know. I, I will also, say this though. I also like wouldn't be surprised if Tatum um, maxed out at like Tobias Harris, like yeah. a, a really good Which player. Still good. Yeah. yeah, but but just not the same thing. Yeah, you might not win a title with that. You know, I, I will say this: watching that game though. I, I will say there's a difference. I got swindled a little bit by regular season kind of um, play in that you're going to see a different type of basketball when it's the postseason. And Kyrie and those guys were like, oh, it's just a regular season game. That's a lie. They came in there. They, they played that like it was a postseason game. And I think that's where you see the difference between the Celtics 
uh, in the regular season and postseason, and then you're going to see it different when you watch, like, uh, you know, like Kyle Lowry, right, who's kind of okay in the postseason, but when you reach the when you reach that stage, you're you're going to take that Celtics team when it really matters. And I think that's the difference. I think when we had that that piece last week where we were talking about the difference between the two teams and, and kind of the Bucks as well, um, they just got another level, it, it just seems, at least from an Al Horford and Kyrie level. Um, they just got something else that you just you're not gonna see from from guys like Kyle Lowry and and Eric Bledsoe, right? So so that that's Bledsoe kind of played a great game a tonight, preview. but yeah, I mean, you at the end of the day with like the Bucks, you know, Giannis's shooting is gonna be an issue, so someone else has to kind of take over in those moments, and you just don't know that you can trust Bledsoe or Middleton. Like if he had. I don't know. Who would you consider like the 10th best player in the NBA? Someone like around that tier. I mean, I guess Jimmy Butler, Paul George, Paul George. Paul George. If you, if yeah. you switch Middleton with Paul George, I'd be like, we're oh, going yeah. to Milwaukee in the finals. You know, that's, you know, book your plane ticket. Right. But, <laughs> but that's not what it is. Right. It's, it's Middleton and Bledsoe. And I like them both as players, but you know, I just, I'm not ready to believe those guys are hitting the shots they have to hit because Giannis is getting doubled and you know can't get to the rim at will. Yeah, that that was bad. Let's talk about this. I was uh, I was I didn't notice this until after the game, kind of, because I I my I was focused on kind of KD need to shoot the ball more. Steph had two shots in the second half or three shots. He shot fifteen times overall, um, and he barely touched the ball in the second half. Now, what do you attribute that to? Because Cousins is back and he got a bunch of shots. KD went on as one of like. Hey, I'm gonna have to show up here because Kyrie's my boy, and I'm, you know, blah blah blah. So what happened there? And that's honestly one of the reasons I felt there was a four point game instead of a twenty point game. It's because Steph didn't shoot. Yeah, I mean, we we know by now if Steph's yes. central in the action, it's 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 over curtains, you know. Um, but I mean, from what I saw, I thought Boston overplayed Steph. Like they mm-hmm. were just daring everyone else to beat him, which, you know, I mean, they can, but. What, without getting Steph centrally involved in the action, it's just it's just not as explosive. I was thinking about today that the thing that makes Steph different is like the explosiveness of his outbursts are unmatched historically, because all the shots are going up at like twenty seconds on the shot clock. They're all worth three, and they, they all go in. You know, like KD KD has to dribble the ball down. You know. LeBron, those type of guys, same thing. You know, no one's no one's dropping twenty on your head in you know two minutes and thirty seconds like Steph does. Yep, yep. He'll go nuclear. He'll end the game. I mean, he hit four in a row in the second quarter. No, was and, it and five in a row? It was four. <laughs> it was four in a row, and the fifth one was like two minutes later. There was a little. There was a little break there. It's just. It's just something you can't defend, and and it's also not something where it, it comes to him, right? He's not out there forcing it, and so that's kind of one of the things where. I mean, what are we in year eight of Steph's career? We've seen it all, and and that's yeah, year ten. This is something where we we've seen where he gets a little passive. He's okay with sacrificing his shots because Cousins needs to post up on Al Horford and get blocked for the twentieth time, right? So like that's something he's okay with. Um, I think though, just from the perspective of hey, we got to talk about it, and what concerns do you have? I could see it becoming a problem in the postseason where Cousins is healthier. He looks better. He wants more shots. And you know it doesn't come at the expense of Clay, right? You know if KD wants the ball, he's getting the ball. And the guy who it's going to come out of is Steph. Steph, by the way, on the Woj pot the other day said 
I was the guy that sacrificed, right, when KD came. He said that, and it, I don't think it's gotten aggregated yet, but it's just it's just something he knows. Aggregators okay. only work nine to five, lazy, <laughs> lazy motherfuckers. Yeah, that is true. It was, it was Friday night, I think. But it, it was – but, right, it's going to come out of him, and that kind of hurts when he's obviously the best offensive player on the team. Yeah, um, so I think Boston had the right game plan for guarding him. And then the Warriors, I mean, Kerr's clearly in let them figure it out mode because they they need to. I mean, he like what's he going to do? Call the Popovich timeout because Boogie took one bad shot? Like, come That's on, true. man. Um, That's true. So this was kind of I, – I think I said this a couple of weeks ago, but, like, inevitably we're going to get a couple of these games where Boogie takes too many shots and Steph isn't involved in the game. And, you know, that's one way teams bait us uh, because, like, as much as Boogie's a great player, Boogie's at best the third best offensive player, maybe the fourth on this team. Like, yeah. every time Boogie's trying to score out of the post, you don't have Steph shooting a three. You don't yep. have Steph dribbling. You don't have KD dribbling. That's a win for the defense in context of, like, this ridiculous amount of talent. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's true. That's one of the thing, one of those things where it's it's too much, and then it's too much for for one ball. How about this? I am and and Hayward's gonna... kind of the perfect. Like he looked healthy. Um, part of the Celtic struggles. Oh, I feel bad for him. But sort of the Celtic struggles has been he's been kind of you know he had kind of like a rough first half of the year. Um, but if he's healthy, he's I mean, he's a damn good player. He's and um, he's like the perfect. I mean, he basically did to boogie what Draymond's done to other bigs for years yeah yeah i i i love horford i thought you were saying hayward which which i, I, well, I was like oh, i, I felt well, we'll get into that later <laughs> well let's do it now because um the warriors they they tend to um they tend to kind of i think even overrate guys i think maybe they think Kyrie is better than Kyrie, who Kyrie is and you can't blame them you can't blame them from that and then the other piece is they also kind of look down on people that that they kind of just may not like in the fir- may not respect as a player in the first place. So, um, so before we before we get to Hayward, I, how much of that? I've always thought it's ideological. Like they think guys like Russ are fools gold. Well, they okay. So that's a perfect point because they thought that the Utah Jazz were more of a problem than the Thunder, right? And that's pretty much exactly what you're talking about. They don't care about what Russ does because it doesn't matter, right? When it comes down to it, it doesn't matter. It's yeah, they're, great they're like, we'll bait you into take 40 shots. If you want to <laughs> if you want to shoot 40% on 40 shots, like, I mean, that's what we're trying to hold teams to. And you're going to you're gonna take half the shots, so fine, you know? <laughs> yeah, take it out of PG's hands, right? So, And, and that's, that's kind of ideological for them where they're like, well, the Utah Jazz play kind of team-oriented. Like Joe Ingles and guys, like they spread the ball. They Harder shoot to guard. And, and that's kind of how they feel. And I, I almost think that's – I don't know if, what, what it is with Hayward, but I, I always felt that Hayward didn't matter. Even when he was in the Jazz and healthy, he never played that well against the Warriors just because I don't think he's explosive. I don't think he's like a great shooter. He's good. But he just never did anything that bothers them, and he's definitely not like a defensive player that matters against them. So I almost feel like they're piling on a little bit, though, and an anonymous player, which means it's probably what Draymond, <laughs> right? It it's might probably be KD. Draymond, KD, right? So it, I kind of feel bad for the guy, but it's just even if he were healthy, that was one of the things where I'm like, well, does he really matter that much? Because well, you so, could just so, so put Igadala on him. I kind of disagree with you in the sense of mm. if Hayward is fully healthy, he's kind of a team ball guy. 
he's he's more of a like I'll get eighteen to twenty and five assists than I'm gonna try to like ISO you. You know, like they love dudes who want to just ISO them because they think that's easy. <laughs> you know, like I mean, Draymond and Iguodala specifically just don't think anyone can beat them in isolation. Right. Um, Hayward healthy kind of fits what like they they think the only ISO player that matters on that team is Kyrie, but a healthy Hayward would kind of fit what they want to do. Like another ball mover can hit shots, that type of thing. Um, but, yeah. But, by the but, way, I love Hayward. But but let me going. let me pull out this quote. I talked to a Warriors player who told me, listen, Gordon Hayward is not Gordon Hayward right now. He's hurting them. He's a liability on both ends. And and it's true. I I don't know how you can watch them and think this is the guy that, you know, pre-injury. Yeah, it's – I think that's more hurtful than even Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum just because my expectations of those guys were never that great. Um, and so it, it was like, okay, well, you better get a great version of uh, of Gordon Hayward, and it, you know, it's it's not there. So I think for the Warriors who can struggle against wings, I mean, you look at the Thunder, right? They got they got a lot of wings. Um, the Warriors struggle with that length. Um, when it's Hayward and and those guys, it might not matter as much. And so who knows though? It's only January. Uh, he's, he's still got four months. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the reason the Celtics have struggled all year. Um... Because like they're clearly invested in rehabbing him. Because I mean they they put it they gave him a ton of money, right? Like you can't just like assume he's gonna suck. You you want him to be good, um, but he's getting outplayed by guys making like one fifteenth. <laughs> he's getting outplayed by Jalen Brown, who's having a rough year. You know, yeah. um, and and you know how that goes in the locker room. Like the Warrior players had issues with some of the special treatment Harrison Barnes got like how the, like for the same reason Kerr was invested in trying to get the most out of him because like, if he doesn't, what's your, what's your better option? Now you're just down another player, right? Like you want him to be better than you want him to be the best version of himself essentially. Uh, But then, but then players don't see things that way. Players see it. It's like, I'm better than him. I should get more minutes. And like, if he wants these minutes, he has to outplay me. That's that's what's gonna happen with Cousins, though. I, 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 part part of it, not not all of it, but part of it, where he kind of looks and and he goes, well, you know, Andre Iguodala's playing, right? And and w- why is he playing when you know he's he's one for seven, <laughs> you know? And he doesn't look at it where it's like, well, Andre Iguodala's probably plus fifteen in the game. Um, and but, and you he know, like, yeah, and Iguodala does everything that makes um, everyone else better. Yeah easily easily so you know that that's something you know that's something i'm i'm a little concerned about as i watched that game last night the other part of it is l- let's talk about the good stuff is uh you can't guard kd uh no team in the nba has a single chance of guarding kd still that's not going to change um but the other piece is the uh the pick and roll with cousins is ridiculous i think clay messed up a couple times getting him the ball but he's just open every single play and uh that's 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 that, peak that's peak clay by the way like <laughs> he has a monster role man and it's still kind of like a, a weird pass like it's sloppy but then he'll just throw a pocket pass to Luna yeah, out yeah. of nowhere that's exactly exactly what <laughs> like he'll miss that kind of like he, he needs to make like a over the shoulder kind of pass on the right. wing he'll miss that every time and I think KD got pissed at him one time but he he will make the perfect pocket pass to the roller you're right um, but it's just the the 
it's just not possible to guard these guys. And we're going to talk about this every single week, but it is ridiculous because they're running two-man action on the opposite side of the floor with just Cousins and Clay, And literally, Steph and Katie are kind of just standing there. They're still getting open shots. Um, so their second or their, uh, their third and fourth best players are generating open shots, and their first and second best players are just so that, sitting around doing nothing, which is I, absurd. And I want to talk about the Cousins thing because uh, you, you just hit on it. But um, that's going to be the, I don't want to say drama, but like teams that want to beat the Warriors are going to attack Cousins. Uh, Boston's set up to do it well with the the Kyrie Horford pick and roll. It's it's just a perfect type of combo to go at him, Uh, particularly, what was that, his third game? So like you know he's 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 not going to be good at it, but like he's not going to be as bad as he is as he was last night. Um, but that's where like can the Warriors afford to bench him? Because here here's here's the backdrop that no one's talking about. Windhorse wrote about it. The Warriors are recruiting. They're trying to keep Boogie. They know they can't offer him a ton of money, but they're trying to keep him, especially if KD goes. I think everyone. If you gave him truth serum, would essentially say, "I don't know. I wouldn't count on him staying, but he might stay." Like it's a fifty-fifty proposition. Um. So from that, you're talking, you're talking about KD. Yeah. So from okay. that yeah. proposition, if you think KD is leaving, you especially want to keep Boogie, and that kind of codes the the coaching beyond Kerr having to play him, um, or not having to, but wanting to play him just to test him because it's the regular season. They want they want to keep him on good terms because the reality is, um, if they lose KD, I mean it's not like they can do anything with their cap space. Their best case would be trying to keep Boogie. So they almost let's take let's take uh, hit the rewind button. Last season, uh, Steph was out all the way into the into the postseason, and they reformulated their offense around KD and, and isoing, kind of having him be the primary playmaker. By the time Steph got back, Steph was a little rusty, so he couldn't be necessarily the main guy. But it got them in trouble against Houston because they kind of didn't have an identity, right? Because those guys hadn't played together for so long. So it almost feels like this could be kind of like that. Obviously not. I don't think that dramatic because Boogie's not KD. But your point is taken because they're gonna, they want to please KD. KD last year was on a one-year contract. They wanted to get him the ball. They wanted to have him show who he was. He ended up winning finals MVP. But – you're right. That is kind of something where they're probably going to think about. And I think worst comes to worst, they're just not going to play them. It won't matter that much. Right. But they don't Unlike want it. They don't exactly. want to go to that until yep. they have to. Cause like yep. we, we both know when it's winning time, put the, put the Hamptons five in. Um, and, and there's the secondary factor of that's just Draymond's best position. That's KD's best position. So, um, but they're not going to want to go to it until they have to go to it. So yep. they they could get themselves into I don't want to say trouble, but um, Kerr d- doesn't necessarily have the luxury of coaching the game just to coach the game. He has to yeah. deal with, he has to deal with egos and like bigger picture stuff um, that other coaches don't have to deal with. Like he can't just bench boogie like he's uh, Enos Cantor, you know. Sam, Sam Sam defending Kerr this week. Wow, this late year's pot is going great now. It's a little pot twist. <laughs> This week, um, you know what's interesting is if the Warriors, you know, kind of the second best. So let's talk about the West here. Um, we can always go back to to the game, but 
the second best team right now is is the uh, I would say the Thunder, and if the Warriors play them, Cousins probably closing. Yeah, I so... mean this is this this is the thing. If they play Houston, Cousins is a problem. If they play OKC, Cousins is like an absolute necessity. Oh yeah, so... he can't foul out. Like he can't do his like 5, Looney, 10 minutes. Looney, Looney is amazing against the Rockets because he doesn't bite at Harden and Chris Paul's like fakes, flails. Yeah, and and it's hilarious. Remember when Chris Paul like flailed and Looney didn't react, so Chris Paul just kind of like rubbed his body against him and like traveled. It was pretty great. That was like a year ago. Um, but then on the flip side, Looney just gets eaten by Stephen Adams. <laughs> you know. And, and like, Which you kind of can't blame the guy. No, you can't. He's given up like 50 pounds and four inches against like <laughs> a guy who's stronger than his weight. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it, it, but it is, that does kind of work out perfectly um, if they do play. Because right now, OKC does look like the second best team in the West. And you've got Houston. Chris Paul's back tonight. Capella's still hurt. But I, you've got them. You've got the Nuggets, who I, I don't believe in. I don't know how you feel. Um, but it's, I think that defense that, that OKC has, and you've been on this Russ point, Russ being a point guard. I don't know how much I believe in it. Cause I think Russ is going to shoot better and he'll go back to who he is, but they've got the athleticism to ignore the Warriors and athleticism is what beats the Warriors. It almost did a couple years ago when they were down three, one. Right. And nowadays maybe even worse. Cause Draymond's older clays. Like these guys are not athletic and you can bother them. I'm watching Jeremy Grant block Giannis five times. Jeremy right? Grant's I'm... been. I mean, we got we got to give the Thunder credit for they 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 continue to develop guys. They're they're good. They're good at their jobs. I, they really overvalued Russ relative to the other two <laughs> true, MVPs true. they had. But other than that, they've been they've been a really good organization. They they've got guys that that can make a difference. I mean, Roberson probably isn't going to do much when he's back, but I mean, maybe he's he's a you know yeah, he's a I would, lottery I would, pick. I wouldn't count on Roberson just because that 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 injury was. I don't. Know, I can't. Them, I can't get it out of my head. That was Kalen Azubuki's yeah. injury. Yeah, back to back. It might be a Karander, but but I mean, like Russ. But they don't they need him to be honest. They they're problematic. <laughs> they're legit problematic just because of defense. And, and, and I know Paul George. Um, I've uh, I made this point to a, a Thunder uh, blogger, David Brandon. Um, I think Paul George gives the Warriors more problems defensively than Kawhi, and I said this two years ago before they got Paul George. You said it on the pod too, I believe. Yeah, yeah. and I've actually figured out why Kawhi's defensive floor is higher because Kawhi doesn't make mistakes. Paul George freelances a lot, right? Like Kawhi just he does what he he does. He's never out of position. You know what I mean? Um, but Paul George gambles, but on the flip side, considering how loose the Warriors always are, like Paul George can, Paul George is more likely to come away with five steals versus the Warriors and turn a game and transition that way than Kawhi is. And I um, think, I think that matters because, um, he, he, he plays defense with the same mindset Draymond does, which is like being aggressive defender. There, there we go. That was what I was going to go for. Yep. And I think that's like Kawhi's Kawhi's a great defender, obviously former defense player of the year and everything, but he, he's more of a, um, I'm not, I'm not going to make a mistake defender. Um, when you want to beat the Warriors, it's about variance, right? You look at the Rockets, Daryl right. Morey, probably the smartest GM in, in the league, um, just in terms of numbers and, and pretty much just kind of cult getting player salaries, all of that. He, he had a team that was, you know, one quarter away from w- winning and, 
variance bit him in the ass. 0 for 27, right? It, it, it bottomed out and partly attributed to because they were tired, but it was just, hey, sometimes it doesn't work out for you. I think same as what you're trying to say. The Thunder have that variance on defense where they can change a game. Um, right. They, they, they can also get blown out, but they, they're more likely to – turn a game on you because they take gambles that other teams yeah. don't have the physical ability to. It's not the Nuggets, right? Nuggets who are great right now, but they're just going to try to outscore the Warriors? Come on. Like, let's let's be real here, right? They're just going to lose every game 135 and the, to And 120. they're young. Like, I mean, I like what the Nuggets are doing, and I think Jokic can probably do more, but, like, their second best player is Jamal Murray, and Jamal Murray needs, like, another yeah, year plus before we go there. Not yet. Yeah. He's, so, so I think Jamal Murray is going to for sure have one huge playoff game, and probably a lot of you know, I'll see <laughs> you, I'll see you next year type of game. Five, five for fifteen kind of stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think Houston, we they're a little worse from last year. I think we're still agree on that. No matter how great Harden is playing, right? Like I don't think, like what? Let's talk about this. Like what part of this Harden streak here do you believe is going to change how he's going to play the Warriors if they meet up in the postseason? Because I don't think it's much. The thing about someone, um, it might have been Nate Jones. I tweeted this in like 2014, and it's always stuck in my mind with Harden. It was during Team USA. uh, Harden and Steph were both on that 2014 team. Harden plays every game the exact same way. Doesn't matter if it's the Drew League or the Olympics. Exact same way. And that's kind of exactly how I look at Harden. You, I mean, he played game seven against the Warriors the way he would play a preseason game. <laughs> and, and like, that's kind of part of his brilliance. Like, he, he doesn't get bothered. But it's also kind of like, dude, have a little sense of the moment. <laughs> hey, I hadn't even thought of that. That's, that's a great way to kind of look at it or, or, or think about it because – He's kind of chucking up those same shots. And I think we talked about – we for sure did talk about this last season. You can't be a one-trick pony, right, unless you're – even Steph, who's the greatest shooter of all time, has variations of his game that he works on. That's actually the – yeah, and that's the Spurs thing where the Spurs, like, overplayed his three. And, like, he eventually just adjusted. He's like, all right, I'm just going to take, like, five threes a game, but I'm going to get to the rim at will. Yeah. Yeah, there's just I, I don't think the Warriors look at this version of James Harden and are saying to them like I don't think KD is looking at him and saying well like this season playing him in the postseason is going to be harder. I don't think that that was wrong. I think a lot of it last last series was that Chris Paul was the guy. He didn't even play well. He was just making big shots um, in, in a couple games. Um, so I, I don't. And, and the Warriors kind of screwed themselves over all series long. But, yeah, I, I don't think there's anything that the Rockets are doing this season that you would say the Warriors are worried about, even though Harden's, what, at, at what, game 30 of scoring 30 or more? I don't know what they're at right now. Um, and I think Harden just made another huge three against the Orlando Magic. But um, that's, then then we've who else do we have? The Lakers. Yeah, so, I, I mean, my, my Rockets thing um... – is mostly, you know, I want to see what Chris Paul rounds into. He's been bad this year relative to, you know, what you expect of uh, a superstar. And uh, Capella's out now. So I do think with Houston, like, yes, they don't have Trevor Ariza, who is the the key. But um, uh, in general, you know, if Chris Paul is at least playing at an all-star level and Capella's back um, – it doesn't really matter what Harden does. They're still going to be a tough out. 
Um, they won't, I don't think they will take the Warriors to seven again, but, um, a lot of the, the rocket stories, it's just unfair to tell without like their second and third best player. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess that's fair. And I think a lot of it is kind of circumstance too. Like I'd still say, miss okay, a month. yeah, exactly. I'd still say, you know, put those two back. Uh, I still think, okay, so he's probably better even with Russ apparently not knowing how to shoot a free throw. I, yeah. <laughs> We we spent the last couple months kind of uh, talking about how we would take the Lakers over OKC, and then we just spent all pot saying OKC might be the second best. You know, team. So where I are might, we at? I might. Here's the thing: OKC is a better team, but end of the day, if Russ is not going to be able to shoot the like, I I have such a hard time trusting him to make the right decisions against LeBron. Like, whether they win or lose, LeBron's going to make a good decision. You know, LeBron's not going to take a 28 foot three pointer with 22 seconds on the clock in a two point game when he's missed four straight threes. Like he's going to manipulate the defense to get the shot he wants. So that's like in my mind, I can't get that on my head. Yeah, I think, and I realized that we forgot to bring it up, but I, I, I do think that in a, in a seven game series, you would rather have the Lakers, even though God, they're terrible. Two games out of the West right now. They're two games out of playoffs. But you know what the LeBron thing is? is they, were, they were third before he got injured. Exactly. They're, they're, exactly. Not, they're actually not terrible. The problem with all their young players is none of them are – they're all good role players is really they're what all, they are. Yep, yep. So it's they're like, all high lottery pick role players. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if they'll ever be more than that, but they are objectively like you'd be really happy to have that guy as your fourth best player type of guys. You know? You they're, give him Paul George. And that would have been a squad. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, maybe they shouldn't have, uh, you know, pissed off his agent. But I don't, I don't think um, this gets enough. You know, he has the exact same agent as D'Angelo Russell and Julius Randle. Yes, yeah, and, yeah, and that's why Randle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's this is something Bob Myers would never do. Bob Myers would not trade a guy and then tell the world that guy has no leadership skills because he knows when he's twenty. When he knows he wants to sign a guy that agent reps and that agent <laughs> reps one of his other best young players. Like, KD's, if KD leaves the Warriors, Bob Myers is going to put up some some BS about how much he loves Rich Klein. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like I mean, exactly what Sam Presti did. When KD left, it was just kind of like, we thank him so much for his time and like we love you or something like that. Yeah. It's like but I mean that's that's smart business. That's that's what you're paid to, you know, like you have to <laughs> kind of bottle your emotions and make the smart business statement. Yeah, be professional. I mean Bob Myers is kind of trying to be boys with Rich Paul at this point too, right? Like it's not That's his like job. It's just- it's it is it just because you you play LeBron every season it doesn't and LeBron gets that too like it doesn't matter if you don't like sure or something it's a business you still got to be professional you still got to think hey maybe there's a chance that Anthony Davis comes here who knows I will say this you know what what they won't do what, what are you is, gonna what are you gonna lose by being by being good to an agent who reps a bunch of good players like what are you gonna lose there and I mean he's gonna keep repping great players right like it's not like it's not like anthony davis is going to be the last guy he reps um though that that does seem like it's not going to happen at this point it's sam and andy we're back and like the rest of us you probably made a new year's resolution if you're planning to eat better exercise more 
be more patient, kinder, or as Sam is, be more of a Celtics fan. It all starts with a good night's rest. Go to mypillow.com. Go Irish, go. <laughs> go click on the four-pack special, enter my promo code COZY, and you'll get two premium MyPillows and two Go Anywhere pillows. It's amazing what a difference a great pillow makes. If you go to mypillow.com right now, click on the four-pack, shipping's free, no shipping cost, Zippo, Zilch, and don't forget, they have their third or 60-day money-back guarantee. There is nothing better than the gift of restorative sleep. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the four-pack special, use my code COZY to get two premium MyPillows and two Go Anywhere pillows. MyPillow.com, call 800-966-1472. And remember, my p- promo code can be used for any offer on MyPillow.com. Again, that's promo code Cozy. C-O-Z-Y. Cozy. I will say this. Um, you were saying something earlier about something that, that they shouldn't do. LeBron spent all week singing songs in his car and begging Kyrie to come back on Instagram after essentially on Christmas saying that he ducked well, first of all, he said it popped, which who knows what that means. Day later or two days later says he dodged a bullet, then said it was day to day, and then now hasn't played. It's January 27th. It's been over a month since that Christmas game, and he still hasn't played. I don't think, I don't think he's even practicing. Um, is he even like is he even hurt at this point? We don't know. He just doesn't seem to care about I mean, the Lakers. I mean, we can, we can get into some – conspiracy theory i've heard some good conspiracy theories about this and please because because they all seem plausible it makes it so much better you know like there are people who believe lebron is healthy and is sitting out basically to force a trade and force him to fire luke let's talk about it just leaked right you're by actual espn reporters that said he wants Luke Walton gone, but please go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's, I don't think LeBron likes any coach to be honest. (laughs) I don't think he wants a coach. I don't know what coach he'd like. Maybe if he was more coachable, he'd have five or six rings, but you know, I mean, that's, that's just, I mean, Phil Jackson was a damn good coach. I'm just, I mean, even, even Kobe didn't like, I mean, Kobe was coached. I mean, him and Phil Jackson definitely didn't get along, but it worked. Right? Oh, like, they got a lot. They they had, but they had some bad periods. Yeah, and LeBron and Spo probably is your best bet, right? That would have been great, but he tried to get him fired within the first month, and that's Spoelstra, who's one of who's probably the most underrated coach in the NBA. So he wants to he ne- a- agents, <laughs> I like agents that. perennially underrated. That, that is that is factual, uh, a factual statement. So you're saying that he's healthy. And he's I'm sitting not out. saying this. I'm just saying this is a good conspiracy theory. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it wouldn't. I mean, it wouldn't be surprising just because. What does LeBron have to win here by playing what he did last season, which was the peak version of martyrdom, which is to play 82 games, right? Drag a team that was awful to the well, Eastern and, Conference Finals. And you also just have the perfect first round sucker, the Denver Nuggets. Like I'm not saying they're they're a very good team, but oh, it gets better. But if if you're not going to get that one seed or that like sitting in that seven seed to play Denver, 
Ooh, that's that's a good situation. Like, wouldn't you rather play that Denver is, in the first round than fight your way to five to play OKC? Come on, to play OKC. So you're a hundred percent. So and and think about and with LeBron, it's always about what people perceive him as, right? So think about what happens when he's when the Lakers are a seven seed and they come in and they beat the two seed Nuggets. Think about think about Clutch Network. Think about ESPN and what would happen. Oh, if, ESPN! If ESPN about to run two weeks of Jokic is the best big since Wilt Chamberlain, just <laughs> so he can defeat him. I know exactly <laughs> this is going. Like Jokic is great. I'm a big fan. Um, I don't know that I would even take them over Utah if they played Utah. It, like I just correct. It, you got me a little skeptical of teams who haven't been there, like because there's usually kind of a. You know, losing the first round. Next year, you come back. You get to the second round. Next year, you come back. You get to you know. There's there's a little bit of a you know multi year uh, growth with the playoffs. Um, but you know, Jokic is primed to be that guy that everyone has said is overrated. Then he's built up just so you know the underdog, David the, LeBron James. <laughs> Yeah, the underdog from Akron who's been under Nike contract since age 12 can defeat him. I don't know. Who was born as the most athletic athlete of all time. Um, the Jamal man, the man the who had a, uh, um, a Hummer that no one knows where he got at age 14, but, you know. Why is he driving at, like, 14, 15, by the way? Anyway, that's a, that's a can you even drive at 14? Anyway, um... I, I, that that's a that's a hell of a conspiracy. I'm all in on it. I, I do I do think that I mean LeBron is probably the smartest, like most media savvy guy in the league. So I would not put it past them to pull something off like this. Um, but at the end of the day, it, it's he knows that it, we're not going to the finals. Um, we might not even make the Western Conference. Yeah, that's why finals. that's why he um, set up Space Jam to start shooting before Memorial Day. <laughs> In May, <laughs> he he set that up. Like he, he knows it doesn't matter, right? There's there's things that you can do outside of that for for you know him and, and for him to market. By the way, um, Durant Center opened earlier this week, um, and not a single thing was said about it. It didn't get the ESPN. It didn't get the ESPN article. I actually monitored it. Um, I talked to a couple people. Um, <laughs> And, you know, I kind of thought they were just late post, right? Because, like, clearly Washington mm-hmm. Post was told first. It was in D.C. And, you know, whoever mm-hmm. whoever um, Durant's people tell first are going to get the first leak on it and everything. Uh, but they just never put anything out. That's I don't I don't know. What, like, I I don't know what to say to. um. I take that back. ESPN eventually put something I, out. I found the article. It came out a day after on the wire, but it did not get any attention. It certainly did not get the jump to run an hour long special about how Nelson Mandela plays for the Lakers. <laughs> Martin Luther James uh, for the Lakers. A goddamn holiday at this point. Uh, Moses, Moses parting the Red Sea. <laughs> Let my children learn, you know, LeBron or something like that. I don't know, know, man. It's just, you know, and by the way, they all deserve all the credit. It's just, it's funny 
the way that certain people's actions are framed compared to others. Um, it is, and it's interesting the way that they want it framed as well, too, because maybe part of it is Durant didn't care if it got pub or not, though though we probably feel like he probably did care. But some guys may not care, like Steph or, or some other people. A lot of NBA players do this type of stuff, you know? And so some of them don't care whether they get the pub, but you can tell with guys like LeBron, they they spread that everywhere, and they make sure that whatever that they Hashtag do is known. An athlete. More, <laughs> they make sure everything that they do is known, right? Kind of Kyrie is kind of reaching that level where he's kind of speaking to the media well, and doing I, I, I all these think things. It's, I don't think it's a bad thing to take publicity for – a good action mm-hmm. you've done like i would do mm-hmm. it if i ever had enough money to you know open a school or a foundation that made a difference i would want you know pr around my foundation because ultimately those foundations are also trying to fundraise like yeah people don't realize like lebron didn't donate all the money his foundation fund raised a bunch of money um and obviously he donated too but like that's how charitable foundations work. One person starts it. That's how rich people do it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, and it's fine. It's cool. Like you, you've ultimately started the, um, the action for change, but, um, it is interesting how, you know, not, it does, not everyone gets the same publicity and the Rachel Nichols, uh, monologue that gets aggregated on all social media. I do want to see a Spendiari auditorium at UC Davis, though. That is something I do want to see. Um, I got to work a lot harder then. I, I don't know that I have that kind of that kind of juice. Yeah, I, I, I I'm only going to assume my kids are going to see that. You know, maybe 20 years down. I just, I'll now, just so. be happy to pay for my kids' tuition. <laughs> that is true. You think it's going to be like 50k by then? Um, oh man, I don't. All right, what else? That's do we a different have? podcast. That's, a, that's that's Sam on housing. <laughs> Sam on uh Sam on uh, student housing. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do we uh, What else do we have? We're at forty minutes. I think we're good, right? Yeah. Let's let's get. So we got um actually, this week will be fun. So that, well, the Indiana game is gonna be a bummer. Um, oh, although yeah. although shout out the the Old Depot injury turned out a lot better than oh. I expected. So he'll he'll be he'll be fully healthy by preseason. So, I hope so, man. I hope so. He he. From what I read, it was the Tony Parker injury, like the quad tear. Yeah. Um. So I mean, it could have been worse in the scheme of like thinking positively. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, so what else they got? They got the Sixers on the Thursday, Sixers. Embiid, Embiid versus Boogie. Ooh. Gonna be fun. Um. It, that that might be a prime Boogie. Um. Uh, getting baited into going at oh, yeah. instead of uh. You know. Maybe maybe Boogie should have a uh, five to ten shot night instead of a twenty shot night, but but you know <laughs> that's how an it Oracle goes. too. Yeah, that would be, so that'll that'll be, be Boogie's debut in Oracle. Oh my God, this is Boogie might go five for twenty because it's his debut in Oracle against like the king big man troll, king who, troll. Yeah, who like um, I mean, isn't beat the best big man in the NBA right now? Do you oh think yeah, he, he's the best. Him or man. him or AD? It's it's kind of. Uh, it's, Can you believe this or not? But Embiid's actually healthy, right? Like I'm AD's shocked. not healthy. I'm shocked that Embiid's um, not just healthy, but like big minutes healthy. Like oh, that, yeah. that he can just go 35 minutes a night, 40 minutes. Bated breath every time he falls, just like Steph. But yes. seriously, I've been thinking that for the last season. Can you imagine if they were on the same team that just oh. any sort of collision? You're like, oh, God. 
<laughs> oh god, yeah. It's, uh, but he is. I think. I think even if AD were healthy, I think it's Embiid, and I think it's Embiid's defense, Embiid's shooting, Embiid's passing, his post up. It's just he just affects a game in so many ways, and he's a creator. He's a finisher. And he just – I love Embiid, so I love here's the trolling. I love all of it. Here's a fun Anthony Davis stat, though, for you. Anthony Davis averaged two and a half assists last year. This year he's averaging almost five. His turnovers have not changed at all. So How do you how do you even have this stat? Do you just have that off the top of your head? Yes. It's amazing. I, I literally start <laughs> memorize a lot of numbers. <laughs> that is amazing. Um, but, but does it feel like he's a creator, though? In, in no, that, he's like, just – he's yeah. just – He's like a Dirkish creator where it's like he can read to when to, to pass the ball, but like he's never going to look to play make first. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going for. So I, I think that is a huge distinction for me because I do think that Embiid being the way that the way that he plays is able to affect the game. Like he can impose as well on a game more than Anthony Davis. Yeah. They both guys are so great that give me the guy that Anthony, can impose Anthony it Anthony Davis often. is the kind of guy who, um, if you put him with Steph, everyone's going to say he's the best player oh, on the team. Yeah. But yeah. the reality is he's best suited Correct. to play off of a creator. Correct. So, like, a lot of the times, me or you will be like, yo, why is why is AD just kind of standing on the baseline? Yeah. And Drew Holiday's Drew. Like, that's, like, the type of stuff where it's like, all right, like, we've got to fig- figure that out. And, um, you know, that's where Embi- I kind Embiid's of go with the Embiid's the kind of guy who could make Kyle Lowry better. Um Anthony Davis is not in the postseason. Yeah, I don't know why I picked Lowry. I'm just, <laughs> well, just Saturday weird. they've got LA. I, I would assume LeBron's back. I hope he's back because that's an Oracle, and that's a high price ticket. And Ooh. um, I, I do. Let's touch on this next week. I'm kind of curious. I I have this is another podcast. I think the public is more moved by Steph versus Kyrie than they are LeBron versus KD. I think the general public gets more hyped. Like the ratings would be higher for two little skilled guards. Going I, I think at it. that's it. I think that's yeah, it. Yeah, I mean that is it. It's not. It's that not some it. sort of bias. It's just like, in yep. general, non basketball fans are going to be more into watching that. Well, you know that's kind of why they will tag it Le- Durant versus LeBron too, right? Like it'll yeah. be Durant versus LeBron and Steph versus Kyrie. Though we should probably go like twenty minutes on that next week. That's a good teaser because that's a great way to think about kind of just you know how Kyrie is and how Steph is and and where LeBron and and Durant are because I mean that I mean, kind of you, you could throw you could throw you can throw Russ into it too I mean completely different player but like frenetic little guard like I think it kind of I think it's it's just more relatable to your average non hoops junkie yeah yeah especially I think especially Kyrie and Steph because those guys are more fun to watch than both Durant and LeBron I think right. just objectively those guys are more fun to watch than the other two there's more and, of a uh, how did they do it factor to those two <laughs> like, like Lebr- lebron's amazing in so many ways but i'm not amazed by a dude his size like you know dunking i am amazed by Kyrie or steph laying it through five guys taller than them though <laughs> uh Kyrie, some of Kyrie's finishes last night were just um, and then, then Steph had the game against the Wizards where he, I think he had like one or two threes and he had like 40 points. So he, those, those two guys, I think Steph is probably the better shooter and the better finish. I mean, not the better finisher, but he's better shooter. Chris, uh, Kyrie's the better, uh, hand, dribble. Better Kyrie's dribble in guy. between game is just, I mean, it's kind of old school, but yeah, it's, um, he's, he's, he makes, he makes the difficult look 
effortless, I guess is the best way to put it. And Steph makes, hey, actually, I'm putting that incorrectly. Steph makes really hard stuff look super easy. Kyrie makes everything look super hard, but he still finishes it. I think that's the uh, that's the perfect kind of way to cap this out and the perfect uh, finals preview. All right, we'll see that in June. Yeah, let's let's book our Boston tickets.